1: No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. <laughs> Down the spiral staircase?
0: With a huh? dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey,
0: it was nice catching up with you. Cut. Go to hell, Mike.
1: Hey, Joey. It's a rare condition in this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. I don't know the words after that.
0: Everywhere you is um, that the Full House thing?
1: No, and I think Full House is hold on. The milkman,
0: full... the paper boy, the evening TV.
1: That family matters, isn't it? No, no, that was
0: Full House for sure. Oh
1: yeah, whatever happened to the?
0: Anyways, hi, hello to everybody listening. Uh, my name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week. We just call one another and we catch up. So
1: let's catch up. Now I'm trying to think of what the Blossom theme was. Because that was sort kind of similar too.
0: Blossom, yeah. I love th- uh, theme songs. Oh, I
1: love them They used to be so good. Are there any even theme songs now? You know what's a really
0: good theme song is, well, The Office was really good. Uh, no mm-hmm. words though, but a really good solid theme song. Also, uh, Parks and Rec.
1: Oh, it's funny that you say that because you know I have a story about going to Retta from Parks and Rec, her birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's later, but um, oh. yeah. But I don't know what Park. I never, I've never seen Parks and Rec.
0: Dun 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 dun. dun, dun.
1: It's just no words. But I want a show with words though. That's like um, like there's these two gay guys. One's in the barrier, One's in L.A. One is real mean, and Joe is real nice.
0: You should record that. They we fought every week
1: and they don't throw dice. What? I don't know.
0: Um so what's new? What's happening?
1: Uh okay. So you as we all know, what's so funny?
0: I love when your sentence, your, your stories start
1: with uh <laughs> You know what? I think that's just how every sentence <laughs> I do starts. Just like oh, what what's going on, Joe? Uh oh, I won the lottery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no joke, 2 weeks ago you had no stories. You were like I did nothing and it started with uh <laughs> 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 So so what's happening?
1: Uh, we all know that I love Mexican food, right? And that there's taco tours and there's all nonsense like that. Well, so people are always recommending um, new places to me. And also I read a lot of like food blogs and everything. I always know what's going on in the food world in Los Angeles. So there in, in um in sort of mid city LA, there's this new taco place that opened up called Petty Cash Taqueria, right? And everyone's like, Oh, it's so good. And the LA Times loved it and the food blogs love it. So it was it was on my radar to try it. Mm-hmm. And my friends, Michael and Julia, uh, went there recently for one of their birthdays. And they told me, Joe, you have to go to Petty Cash. It's amazing. So I'm like, okay, it's on my radar. So on Friday, uh, Shannon and I had our weekly meeting. And uh, afterwards, we decided to go. She wanted to go get dinner. I said, let's go to Petty Cash. We go to this Petty Cash. First of all, the food was good. I'm not going to, it was okay. It was good, right? It was so fucking expensive.
0: How much? Like, what's expensive?
1: I shouldn't have told you that. I shouldn't have told you that. I should have not said that and had you guess. I had um, two small street tacos. Okay? Mm -hmm. Small. Like, imagine a street taco and smaller than that. Okay. And an horchata. Okay, now I'll tell you. One of the the tacos, I should tell you, was an octopus taco. So it's a... a, Okay, it's it's fancier. it's, It's fancier. Okay. The other one was just normal.
0: So I well, would say maybe since you said it's expensive, maybe ten bucks.
1: Sixteen dollars. What? Sixteen dollars. That's kind of ridiculous. It was ridiculous, right? But it was good food. It was so th- good, but let me tell you this. So I, you know, I know where all the good taco places are. Down the street, I'm gonna say, well, not Joe walking distance, but uh, healthy person walking distance. <laughs> From Petty Cash, they, they also have these Al Pastor tacos, which is just a marinated pork on like a, it's almost like a Mexican version of shawarma. Okay? It's sweet too, right? It's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. It's on like pineapple it's on a spit. Or it's on a spit. Yeah, there's pineapple. The best Al Pastor in Los Angeles is out of a taco truck called Tacos Leo, which is about, probably about a mile away from Petty Cash, right? Out of a taco truck in like an, a random gas station on La Brea and Venice, I think it is. Um their talk the best ones in LA. $1.25 dollar <laughs> twenty five?
0: But it is pork versus octopus. Is true, like the... true? No,
1: but Marisco's Jalisco, which is a lot of people consider the best taco in Los Angeles, they serve octopus as like a dollar seventy five, two bucks, and it's like the best. Now that's farther away. Oh, I'm out. just saying within walking distance of this place, there's a place that serves better El Pastor you could get for the same price. Of one, there you could get four tacos, Leo. Sure,
0: I get that. Um, was like the atmosphere really nice at Petty Cash?
1: I mean, it had a cool atmosphere, but no, but then I had we had you, you could only sit at the tables if you had a reservation, and I, you know, you had to, like we had a fight for a, a seats at the bar, and so what? So I could sit next to a glass skull,
0: you know, right. it was so dumb. Yeah.
1: Now, I'm contrasting this with yesterday before I went to Retta's party. I went with my cousin, Richard. I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me, and he's gay. And we went – now, Richard lives in East Los Angeles. And we went to this taco truck I read about called Tacos Árabes de Puebla or de Pueblo. I can't remember. But the point is that they serve – the reason it's interesting is they serve like sort of like an Arab-style taco, a Middle Eastern-style taco. And it's in the most ghetto industrial part of L.A., ghetto. And it, it was like people – it was so ghetto that was like Richard and I just drove up. What I think is so funny is I found out about it on a food blog and they were like, we had to wait two hours for Tacos Arabes. Richard and I showed up and there was nobody there because it's like <laughs> in a random scary industrial part of East L.A. Sure. Maybe they're busier on weekdays
0: when people are working in those areas. No, they, they, No.
1: They're – they're only open on the weekends from 6 p.m. till 3 a.m., Fridays and Saturdays. It's the only time oh, they're open. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And they have, like, all these condiments out. And Mexicans were just coming out of the woodwork and just stuffing bags full of condiments and then leaving. And I was like, <laughs> fucking Mexicans, man. They're the fucking worst. And I can say that because I'm Mexican. And that does not include all other Latin countries, even though they might have their own thing. I can only speak for Mexicans. And they just hurt themselves. I don't understand. Anyway, Tacos Arabes was a uh, – they take, like, um, a flatbread, and they put this spiced pork on it with, mm-hmm. like, this really good sauce. It's stuffed with pork, like shredded pork. Um, It was, like, two bucks. It's, it's bigger than a taco. It's, like, almost like a small burrito. Two bucks for each one. And Yum. I was, like, and it was amazing. Way better than anything at Petty Cash. Just fucking people. I hate that. This Mexican food should never be expensive. It's amazing, but it should never be expensive. Thank you. I th- I think that
0: um, the cost of a meal certainly makes me enjoy it more or less. But that being said, like I've certainly had like really expensive meals that were absolutely amazing. But it was like a f- f- upscale fine dining experience. It wasn't. A taco.
1: Well, here's the thing. I guess you could do it if you want to have a good time and I guess I had reserve tables and I had a ton of money. I wouldn't mind. I was telling Richard about it right afterward and he was like, I want to go to Petty Cash. Like he was so turned on. I think he just liked the idea that it was expensive. I think think in his brain he's thinking there must be something that Joe's missing that I like. So Richard might like it because there was a restaurant that's amazing in East LA. Amazing. And Richard can't stand it because it's not cute.
0: Well, it's kind of like the the toast phenomenon that's yes, happening up here in San Francisco. Yes. And like, now, fuck it, moved. Oh down my here. god, artisan toast! I will pay four dollars for a piece uh, of toast. Uh, they like nothing special, Joe. It's like bread in a toaster, and then they put butter on it. Some places will have like I don't know fig preserves or something, but like nothing special, and you're paying three or four bucks for a piece of
1: toast. Hipsters. Uh, it moved down here. It moved down here. It's kind of stupid. I know it's stupid.
0: Uh, um, Joey, What's going we, on with you? F- we filmed a commercial or like a web commercial thing for Walgreens I told you about. Uh-huh. Um, And we did that on Thursday. And it features one of the programs that I run. So I was like kind of just busy all day you know giving every i mean i coordinated things with the director beforehand and when they got here whatever a, f- a film crew flew in from LA to do it uh the director was this woman from LA and then they flew in this host she's like this short latina girl who's doing all of these videos for them she came from new york so it was just like the a big day event and the director was super nice <laughs> But she kind of had no idea what she was doing. Uh, like she kept saying, like, "Well, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Bitch, you're the director." Yeah, I draw pictures for a living. Like, I don't know what you want for for this. And then the main camera guy, he actually kind of reminded me of my dad. He was like a big guy, older guy, um, spoken like really short sentences, was really kind of cold. Um, and he was getting uh, now it knows what
1: it now you know what it feels like to talk to you.
0: And he was getting super angry at the director's like non-committal, sort of like wishy-washy attitude about everything. And what was great was she clearly outranked him in this whole situation. So he would he would say something like, "I think we should certainly have them sitting right here because I don't want to have the backlight from that window." And then she would be like, oh, okay, okay. And they would get everything set up. And then she would be like, you know what? I really want that window in the background, though. So let's make that work. And uh, he, he, would was just, a, like, he
1: was a choker.
0: I could see him, like, bite his lower lip. And they would just get so angry. It was amazing. Um, but then we had to walk around downtown Berkeley and onto UC Berkeley's campus with this film crew and, like, a boom mic person. Like, I felt like I was part of the real world. Like we were just like walking around doing, you know, just um nothing shots. Um, what do you but,
1: think you would be like on the real world?
0: Oh, I would be so boring on the real world. I th- I think if if anybody watched the San Francisco season, I think I would be like the tall black girl that everyone thought was a, a male to female transvestite, um, or transsexual. Wait, like the, the one
1: with Pedro and stuff like that that season.
0: No, the San Francisco season just wrapped up, the second San
1: Francisco. Oh, oh okay. And
0: she was, like, no, she was not boring, but she was, like, very much, like, level-headed and, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not even joking. There was a fight. She's a model, by the way. There was a fight, kind of. Well, one person was drunk and had, like, hot grease. She just um, fried hamburgers, and she put through hot grease towards the model girl's face what and i know and the model girl didn't even flip her lid she was like let's talk about this in the morning when you're not drunk (laughs) and then the next morning they had like a logical conversation about how you should not throw hot grease in somebody's face i think i would be like a little bit i would just be so boring i wouldn't be getting drunk and going in the hot tub i wouldn't be you know bringing five people home i wouldn't be having sex in the shower
1: mike all the crazy stories from pride 48 Are about you. That's not true. Oh, my God. That is not true what you're saying. Everything's like how you got super drunk and you were waving your penis around. What? Shut up. No. Ask ask the people who were there. For those of you who don't know, uh, there's a Pride 48 gay podcasting network. And every year they have like a convention. Is that what you would say, Mike? In Las Vegas. Yeah. And Mike was just the Ruthie of... Uh, Pride
0: 48. Ruthie is a real-world Hawaii reference. Yeah, yes. <laughs> if you don't know. <laughs> Mike went away. to rehab
1: after after Pride 48. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Um, but, Joey, so the director, while we're walking around um, doing these, like, street shots, the director is using this small camera to catch an additional angle, and... And she kept walking into frame, and like I'm not even joking. At one point, I thought that the main cameraman was gonna like throw his camera down and like quit. He was so mad. He was like, he would like slap his leg and like throw his hands up in the air because he's so mad that she kept doing it. But like a know, couple of do you times, know where they found her. No, I have no idea. I have no idea. But they. What's funny is like at some points it was like. She walked into a trash can, and so I mean, she's walking backwards. It's like gonna happen, no big deal. So, but he would get so angry at those things too. Um, and how the old work, was she? I would say she was probably late twenties, early thirties. This might oh, be God. one of her first jobs ever. Um But we couldn't talk shit because the everybody's mic'd and the sound woman. Holding this big boom mic and listening to the the mics we're wearing is the wife of the main cameraman, so we, like everybody's like, you know, biting their tongues because we all want to point out this like hysterical like f- power struggle that's happening in front of us and we can't do anything about it. And then, but just you pulled did, it off. Yeah, we're done. Um, I actually had to rush out after um the filming because I was going to a concert in San Francisco. Oh, would you so go um a group of people um my friend joe my friend carla and then my friend rod kyle and i had to rush out so i didn't get to help them pack up but the camera guy left a big ass mess in my office like he asked to use tools and he just left them all over the place like i was like here's the toolbox use whatever you need and he like left tools all over my office that i had to walk around the next day and pick up and he moved furniture and he didn't put it back I don't know. He reminded me of my dad, but my dad would never do something like that. Asshole. Uh, what's, what else is up with you?
1: Well, I went to that party for Retta. Yes, last night. Cool. For those who didn't listen last week, I thought I was supposed to go last week. And I got super all crazy ready for this party. And it turns out it was that following week, which was yesterday. So I went. Uh, and I, was, I was a guest of my friend, uh, Melissa McQueen and who's really good friends with retta and i was heading up to los angeles to go to this party Uh, another friend of ours claudia really beautiful really funny girl um was also joined we were going to meet up first at barney's beanery in west hollywood and then go from there to retta's party on my way as i'm driving there's a text message so look i know it's against a lot of text but I'll glance at a text message. Um, Claudia, who I will say is known for talking a lot, okay, sends the world's longest text message. So I'm trying to like drive and maybe read. I couldn't. I couldn't read it. So finally, when I get off the freeway, I see that the message is her car won't start and she needs someone to, to pick her up. Like, this oh, text no. Message,
0: were you all the way – were you far away? I was right over
1: there, but this text message is so – it was like the Game of Thrones of texts. Okay. Like it was so long. Yeah. I needed an audiobook version of this text. So I text back. I'm all, is everything okay? And She's like, no worry. So I took Uber to um, the restaurant. And I was like, okay. So we get there. We all drive together to Reddit's party. Melissa McQueen drives, which by the way – this wasn't on my list of stories to talk about on the way over there, we were talking about women who only are friends with gay men and the psychological reasons behind that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Oh, I, I know so many gay men that I could just totally see myself dating. But, um, but I just, you know, they're gay. But I just want to spend all my time with them and they're going through all these gay men. I was never on the list and I was sitting right there. <laughs> Like, who else is there? Oh, there's Peter, and there's Bobby, and there's Jimmy. And I'm waiting for my name. I'm waiting for my name to come up. Oh, and there's Dennis, and Kenny, and Ethan, and oh, there's Noah, and Jay. And I'm like, never. My name never came up. So it was horrible. Um, So we get to Redda's party. Now, here's the thing. So Redda's party was at this restaurant in Beverly Hills. And the plan was, it was like a 9 p.m. cocktail hour. And then at 10 o'clock, in theory, it was supposed to be um, that the dance floor part opened. I guess once the restaurant closed, they were going to clear the restaurant and people could dance. Well, that was, we get there like at 9.15. Everybody, it's packed into this tiny sidebar they have. It's like you can't move. Somehow, through sheer luck, Claudia, Melissa, and I grab a booth but it's one of those things have you ever seen those where it's a booth but it's like joined with another booth if that makes any sense no. it's like no. two two tables in one big giant booth okay I don't think it makes any sense like imagine a giant booth with wings and the one wing of the booth has one table and another wing has another table okay so we all crowd in I'm on the outside of the people at this table and I'm sitting next to uh, Jaleel White, TV's Urkel.
0: Wait, you're really sitting next to him? Yeah,
1: I'm really sitting next to him. Okay. And he is so annoying. He's nice, but he's annoying. Um, well, let me just tell you in this, cause we're like a, basically a, in this little sidebar. There's like a back room. That's where we are, where the booths are. And everyone's stuffed in this back room. It's packed. You can't move. Right. So I, I barely got a drink. I don't know. By the grace of God, I got a drink. But it's it's the worst people. Not the worst. It's just, like, nobody impressive. It's Jaleel White, TV's Urkel. Jay from TV's um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, I like him. And uh, Breckin Meyer, TV's whatever that show is he's on on USA. Okay. So we're all stuffed in this back room anyway urkel is like trying he's like yucking it up with his girl he's trying to impress right and he would do this thing where he'd be like like and then like elbowing me But i'm not i'm not sitting i mean i'm sitting next to him but i'm not in his table in his conversation and i'm like and i just want to be at one point like urkel please stop you know Urkel Mm -hmm. was really – and then he would also do this thing. So we're packed in this room. It's Retta's party. A lot of people are there. A lot of people know each other. So they're constantly taking pictures. A lot of pictures going on, right? We're all stuffed in this room. And I was sitting next to him. I can hear him. And anytime someone took a picture, he would like turn his head. And he'd tell the girl like, they're all trying to get pictures of me. I'm like, Urkel, no. No one's trying to get a picture of you. Do you remember when he freaked out
0: on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, he was on Dancing with the
1: Stars? No, I don't know. Yeah, he was
0: on Dancing with the Stars. Um, this wasn't it wasn't recently, I think it was like maybe last year or the year before, and he like uh during some sort of like tech rehearsal, he stepped on his partner's foot and she like it hurt her and then he's like flipped out on his partner and like called her a baby and
1: He seems like one of those people. He seems like one of those people. He's kind of douchey. I'm not going to lie. He's like, like he one sh- of the people who's like – go ahead.
0: He shouted – like I think he called her like an idiot and like – I don't know. It made like – it was on Gawker or something when when oh. it happened. So you know I what I mean? I can
1: see that. So anyway, so it's just super packed and it takes forever for the dance floor to open up. Now, while we're waiting in this side room, there are people walking around with like tiny little bite-sized cupcakes. Mm-hmm. So I see people taking them, and I go, oh, I want, I want a cupcake, right? I'm sitting, I'm doing nothing. I have my apple cider, my one apple cider that I got. And I take a cupcake, and since it's so bite-sized, I don't know why I assume this. But I just assume I can just pop it in my mouth. So I pop it in my mouth. It's still in the wrapper, like in like the paper wrapper. <laughs> and I start chewing. <laughs> I start chewing. you have chewing. to, like.
0: Pull the paper out of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, and but
1: there's no everyone's like, <laughs> it, there's no way to do this, like quietly. There's no yes, way. There's
0: there's a way to pull the wrapper off quietly, Jill. There no, certainly not, is a way not to do quietly, it quietly
1: right. without anyone <laughs> seeing. I mean, I'm in a room packed with people, packed, Mike, like, elbow to elbow. So like, if I pull out a paper, a long mushy paper out of my mouth with chewed up cupcake in it, people are going to see. Thank God, thank God, some chick showed up in a pink ball gown. Remember, you had to wear pink. She showed up in a pink ball gown. And so everyone turned to look at her, and I just, like, took it out real fast and just dropped it on the floor. I know it's gross, but I had no other options. <laughs> it was not weird. I just, like, threw it on the floor real fast and no one saw. And, okay. um... So and then
0: Urkel saw it, and he was like, hmm. <laughs> Wait, who did that?
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> he says, did I do that? You know, someone's like, oh, someone... <laughs> Someone like someone dropped a chewed up cupcake paper on the floor. He's like, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughed and applauded.
0: <laughs> and then he like froze in like a screen and credits rolled.
1: Yeah, then the old black lady, the grandma came in. <laughs> and everyone cheered. So um anyway, um, So now it's a couple hours in. I'm not having fun. I'm not really good in large party situations. I don't know why I agreed to go to this. (laughs) I'm just really good in small groups, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now I want to leave. And the dance floor has opened up. And so it's a little – we can breathe a little easier now. But I'm just not having fun. In fact, people are walking – you know, it's just I'm not having a good time. I want to go home, okay? But I'm trying to find a way to get out. So – Melissa McQueen, she's having fun. She's like, yeah. And Claudia's having fun, and she's like, yeah. The other people we were with, they're like having a good time. I just want to go, so I I call a Lyft ride, but I'm by, I'm by myself at this point. I call Lyft, and they're like, oh, Lyft is like four minutes away. So I'm just I'm like, oh, great. I'm just going to trapdoor it, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, like right, when the driver is one minute away, Melissa and Claudia are like, come up to me and like, hey, how's it going? Let's go get a drink. I'm like. I got to go – and I literally just run out of the restaurant and then jump in a car that pulls up and leave. They they must have thought it was the weirdest thing. They're like, oh,
0: Joey found someone on Grindr.
1: (laughs) 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 I know. Probably. Because I just like run out and like jump in a car and take off. So it was actually a really nice African-American girl uh, and we're driving me. She's driving back to my car. And uh, we have a very nice conversation. On the way, we're uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard, and a guy's pulled – a cop has pulled them over. And the cop gets out of his car, and it's like a really tall, beautiful African-American cop. And we were both like, ah! <gasps> I was like, I almost wanted her to speed so we could get a ticket. <laughs> oh, I loved it. So then she drops me off in my car. So now I'm, I'm ready to go home, Mike. I'm ready to go home at this point. Right. Drops him off at the car, and it's one of these. It's a little valet parking lot. There's only one way out. It's the Barney's Beanery parking lot right next to it, and there's only one way out. You can't because they, they stack the cars. Right. I can only exit this way. As I'm driving out, this couple, like, you know, about to make a left onto the street, this guy and this woman stumble up, uh, up uh, in front of my car, and they like he, she, he's like, "Come on, babe, come on, we can do it," and she's like, <sighs> And then he's like, come on, come on, babe. And then he, just turns. Like, they're in front of my car. And he's <laughs> like, come on, come on, babe. We just to go, like, 20 feet. And then he's like, she's, like, going, I want to go back. And then she tumbles, and he's trying to catch her, and she full-on crashes to the floor. <laughs> and her, her head hits the pavement. Oh, no. She starts bleeding. Joe, what? <laughs> yes, so I get out of my car Now I can't leave I have to put my car in park I can't leave And then the security Nobody comes can up leave. Nobody, Nobody can leave Nobody can leave, leave. Nobody can leave No I was seconds away I was seconds away And and so the car they go, The security comes Someone goes Call an ambulance So now they're calling an ambulance and, Don't um, move her Don't move her Nobody move her
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like just move her Like a couple of feet yeah, I have. I'm went? first aid certified. She should be moved.
1: <laughs> turn her, turn her ninety degrees. I'll just drive over her. You know. <laughs> so, so luckily the paramedics come right away, and actually luckily they pick her up. She's she can wet get up and stuff like that, and they they walk her to a wall. So I'm like, is she okay? They're like, oh, yeah. and I just get in my car and take off. But yeah, yeah. It was an extra like five to ten minutes that now I was almost out.
0: And now I'm not. It would have been awesome if your friend showed up and like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and they just drove there like, that oh. long. Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Look at Joe. <laughs> See you, Joe. I-, I have to get a lift outside of the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Well, I'm so... glad
0: she wasn't hurt that bad. It doesn't sound did you? You'd... She probably didn't even go in the ambulance.
1: Oh, I don't know. I took off. I took off. She was just <laughs> drunk and bleeding. Um. Which is the same condition that I was in when the first time I had sex. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, just for the record, because I know Melissa listens to the show, I had a really good time. I'm hey, glad Melissa. she invited me, uh, and it, it was a really good time. I just, I just need to go.
0: Yeah, good. I'm glad you went. Um, I've been, be- I've been so busy socially. My social calendar is packed i watched two seasons of the simpsons <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've never um, heard anybody like um binge watching the simpsons
0: so it's this new obsession i have uh, i bought season one for like 10 bucks on amazon used and i watched it all and then i was like like i just i love the simpsons it holds a special place in my heart i was like eight or nine when it came out so like it was like at the perfect age where like I didn't understand all the jokes, so now I'm kind of going back and getting something new out of it, but also just revisiting these these old episodes that I really love. Um so I bought season two and I did the same thing and I never do this, but for some reason I'm doing it with the Simpsons. They I'm even listening to the audio commentary. That's something I never do. I've done it on Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I think that's it. Have, do you ever do that?
1: I, I used to. The problem is that a lot of uh, commentaries aren't very good. In fact, I remember the Wee's Big Adventure one being particularly not very good. I thought it was good.
0: Oh. Um, I like, I mean, if it's something you already love, I think then the commentary is good. Because it's like, you're just watching the movie you love already, but then there's like, some backstory random pv's big adventure actually i thought was really good because it was like oh this is uh the scene where uh this is my friend chuck and the, in the corner there that's his wife or it was a lot about like the actors and like how they know the people because that movie was cast by like the network of comedians that uh paul rubens knew
1: I, I I really liked the commentary on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. John Hughes did it, and I thought it was so good. Cause I guess a lot of like the little bit actors had like they also hired improv actors for the little parts, and mm-hmm. they had their own little motivations for things, and he tells you about them.
0: You oh, know, interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You
1: remember like uh, when they go to that rest that fancy restaurant? There's that snooty waiter D. Mm-hmm. John Hughes says that that guy he did a thing where that character that person. Would always turn in the opposite direction that you would a normal human being would turn. So, like if you would turn left, usually he would go the full circle the other way around. And, that, <laughs> and if you and if you look at the movie, the guy does turn unnatural in an unnatural way that you would think. Hmm. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I've I watched the audio commentary actually. Now that you think that I'm thinking about it of Home Alone as well, and I thought hey, that's pretty good. I, it has to be something that I already love. Like I couldn't put in a movie that for the first or second time, and then just put in the audio commentary. So, um, my plan is to buy these seasons used as I'm consuming them. Um, probably less than fifteen bucks. Uh, nothing too expensive. But I think one of my favorite episodes is the series or the season finale of season one. Where do you remember when Penny Marshall played the babysitter? That's on the, like, America's Most Wanted t- type TV show. And ties up the kids and...
1: Vaguely. All that. Oh,
0: so good. So good. Hmm. If the Bible has taught us anything, and it hasn't...
1: <laughs> she says that?
0: No, that's just a homework quote. Okay, oh. so
1: what else is going on with you? No, those are Where's all my it? stories. That's all my stories. What's going on in the Bay Area? I love so, my, I'm actually... I'm throwing to you first because I gotta re- I have to read my new stories. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah. You talk for a little bit. I won't listen. That's exactly how this show is supposed to go. So Joey in San Francisco, this is it was kind of a big deal last week, but it happened all throughout the week. Um people have been flipping so, smart. So Mike on cars? the one oh
1: five freeway in <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. People have been flipping smart cars. Why?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Witnesses saw a group of like six to eight men all wearing hooded sweatshirts huddled around a smart car the funny thing is that it's the visually they're lifting the smart cars and propping them up on the back bumper so that the front bumper is like pointing up into the air
1: mm-hmm. i don't is, know it's just did it hurt the cars at all
0: yeah i mean like yeah definitely like cars are not supposed to be you know on their side but also like messes up the whole back of the car and needs to be fixed it's totally fucked up but I don't support this but and it's not a new thing I guess in Canada it happens a lot the Toronto Star has written about it way back in 2011 Uh, if you YouTube it you can find some videos of it happening in Vancouver too there's even like a Facebook page of people taking pictures of this happening so like it's a thing but in I don't know for some reason I like when vandalism has some sort of point and i think like perhaps these people are like trying to say something and not just like flipping cars because they're assholes like i like graffiti that's a, has a message or a sentence um i don't know i don't have anything against smart cars but for some reason this is amusing to me would you park yeah, look, your car I'm in a at, garage
1: i'm looking at the pictures right now why do i think it's very funny i know
0: <laughs> would you park your car in a garage if you had a smart car at the, like this week you have a smart car what, I'll be honest with you.
1: Right do? I see those smart cars driving around. I think they're so embarrassing. <laughs> I think what I would do is I would buy a special car cover that looks like a regular car and then <laughs> put it over the smart car. Like a wireframe? Yeah, like a wireframe. Yeah. You know, like um, almost like a tent? The, like a tent has those like plastic poles. Uh-huh. Would, that would,
0: defeats the purpose, though. Like, the reason you would drive a smart car in San Francisco is because you could park it in places where regular-sized cars can't. So, I don't know. I would be afraid to copycats at this point because this is getting a lot of press, and, like, people like me think it's funny, so I think it's going to just keep happening. I think maybe a better prank would be to, like, move the car. Like, turn it 90 degrees or 180 degrees so it's... Uh, facing the other direction or move it somewhere funny like put it on the sidewalk or something funny but i i think it's kind of fucked up that you're ruining somebody's back end of their car
1: Mm -hmm. um i totally agree but i i would never do that and actually if it happened to me i'd be so angry like i'm i have i don't like i don't know if you know this i don't like pranks I never play right. pranks on people, and I don't like them playing on me because I like to operate in a world where I can trust what's happening, right? Sure. So if someone – if I owned a smart car and someone do this to me, I'm not even joking. I think I would be like Liam Neeson in Taken. <laughs> and hunt, them down and, like hunt
0: them, them down and, torture them. I would hunt them down
1: and torture them. And they're like, so we, we, we were just – I have a certain set of skills. And you turned my smart car on its hind legs, you know, and I got to find them and waterboard them and stuff like that. Like, I have no tolerance for that. Right.
0: Thank um, you. So I'll, I'll keep you updated if it ha- keeps happening.
1: Thank you. I, I, are you sure it's not that woman that, um, uh, if for those of you who don't listen to the show all the time, Mike was in a parking war with some neighbor of his.
0: It might be. She's a fucking bitch.
1: I've never heard you say anything to me. People, everyone listening, this is the real Mike Lawson that you hear right now. That was a rare moment of hearing the real Mike Lawson.
0: What's happening in L.A.?
1: Okay. So on the 105 freeway in the city of Paramount, some guy was very depressed on Thursday evening and decided to, um, he was contemplating suicide on an overpass. So, mm-hmm. of course, if you look at the picture, he's, there's, like, these high fences that line the overpass, and he's sitting on top of that fence. And so, of course, the police ap- act, react appropriately. There's a man threatening suicide, and they stop the entire freeway. Paramount is kind of in a ghetto area, so maybe it's the people passing through. So what we have now – have you ever seen um, – they're actually really annoying – uh, those series of pictures of people in front of the Tower of Pisa, and they're all, like, pretending they're holding up the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. Now, what they, from that day, there's a flood of people. No, no. Oh, no, I wish they were that original. It's just them taking selfies with the guy threatening suicide in the oh, background. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they're, they're all, like, super happy and, like, smiling. And you see, like, a little person, like, because they're, you know, they're they have the guy in the background. He's just like sitting on top of a fence and they're all, cause they're stopped on the freeway. I don't know how they all became friends on the freeway, but people got out of their cars and they're taking um, selfies in front of the man threatening to jump. Um, My question to you, Mike is in a situation like this, do you think any sort of levity like that uh, is worth it? Now remember you are a guy who does not like people to laugh or clap during plays and movies. Wait, what are you asking me? If you think it's appropriate to get out of your car and take selfies with someone who's threatening to commit suicide on an overpass.
0: I think it's kind of annoying. Like, it's not too classy. Like, this guy's going through some, some deep shit. There's some mental instability, right? And he needs, I don't know, he needs help. It makes me really sad. But, like, he I don't lived, know. He lived,
1: by the way, for the record, for people listening, they got him down. And I'm sure they've gotten him some um, professional help, but he did not actually jump. They got the jumper down. Good. The solution Um, obviously would have been to build a net under the overpass. On every bridge, on every overpass, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: This reminds me, though, um, there was a this was years ago because it was the Rosie O'Donnell show was on air. And my sister and I were sitting in the living room and they cut away because I think it was on the 405 freeway. They were like, there's this man and he he stopped traffic and he pulled out a shotgun and he had like a sign that said, like, I don't know. And there's like helicopter coverage of it. And it's like HMOs killed my father or something like that. Right. And he's sitting there with a shotgun. They like zoom in and they're watching him. Joey, on live TV, me and my sister are sitting there. I'm probably like, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, maybe a little bit older. And the dude puts a shotgun in his mouth and blows the back of his head out on live TV. Do you remember that?
1: You're way older than this. I'll tell you why I know this. Is um, the first time Mike and I ever spoke on the phone was I was in Hawaii on – a trip for the company we used to work for on a business trip. I was supposed to be there a day earlier. The reason I couldn't get to the airport was because of that knucklehead. Oh, really? Yeah. And same so, trip. Same trip. Oh, maybe I could not No, you know what? I'm sorry. It was a trip the year before. It was a trip when Mercedes came out and joined me. It was that trip. So, um, it, sorry, it was a trip the year before. So, um, uh, What was I going to say? Oh, so I I didn't make it. I had to go a day or later. We had to delay the flight and everything. They had to get a new flight uh, because I didn't make it. I was stuck in that traffic. I was stuck in that stop traffic trying to get to LAX and missed my flight. Hmm. Thank you.
0: So back to this um, suicide selfie nonsense, like, I don't know. What's the suicide attempt etiquette? Are we supposed to – I don't know. Like, are you supposed to watch even? Isn't that kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't really
1: well, know what to sure do in this Well, also, I'm sure they're angry. Here's the thing is, this knucklehead, like, if you're going to commit suicide, at least have the decency not to involve the whole world in your suicide, yeah. you know? and they're That's like, what no. I
0: said about the Golden Gate Bridge, is, like, at least, like, nobody has a clean up after you. A lot of the bodies are never found.
1: Yeah, so these guys now are stuck. I mean, I guess it's time to have a party. Maybe they shouldn't be doing the selfie. I think I think it's in bad taste. I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah, there's also a there's a, a Tumblr blog. Somebody catches uh, selfies at a funeral. There's people what? who yeah on Instagram it's a thing. People are doing taking selfies at funerals. Sometimes they're like literally like near the casket, but then other times it's like. Uh, all dr- like they're in the bathroom, in the, the bathroom mirror, and they're like, all dressed up for a funeral, time for a selfie. <laughs> I,
1: again, I think it's in bad taste, but people look pretty good at funerals.
0: Well, I mean, if you never put on a suit, you should take a picture when you're wearing a suit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or a black veil. Um, what else is going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson?
0: Well, there's this bar in Japantown, um... Okay, so there was a sting operation by the state alcohol and beverage control department at a bar called Dimples, which is here in Japantown. And they found that the bar had employed women to walk around the bar and make conversations with lonely men. And then they solicited them to buy them expensive drinks. And so it's this Korean Uh, run karaoke type lounge and it's known for allowing patrons to chain smoke inside and the women were walking around making small talk and then they would get commission for every drink that they made the men buy for them
1: i I don't know do they make the men buy for them or the men buy it for them thinking they're gonna get with this chick
0: see that's my that's kind of my that was what i thought i was like It's not like they force the men to do it. It's like, but it is kind of shady that these women are employed by the bar. These men think that they're flirting with a woman when in fact they are just talking with somebody who's getting paid to talk to them. I don't know if it, I feel like it's a little bit shady, but should this be illegal? Like waitresses flirt all the time with no intention of like going home with people and they do that for tips. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You, these men didn't have to buy a Were, drink for these women.
1: We, weren't we just talking about this on the on the on the live show? What dimples? Uh, no, about waiters <laughs> flirting with people.
0: Um, I don't remember talking about that.
1: I was telling a story about and it must, have been, it must not have been on the live show. Uh, You know, at, there used to be a hamburger Mary's where I lived right uh-huh. but down the street. And, um, I would go there all the time, but remember I'm in that men, I used to be in that men's group for gay yep. men and a lot of them are older. A lot of them are getting their sixties and they would come and they would always tell me, Oh, do you know this waiter in Hamburger Mary? I can't remember his name. I'll say his name's Tyler. Right. And they were like, Oh, Tyler, by the way, who was like a 20 year old twink at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he likes me. Right. Meanwhile, there's like a, a dumpy 65 year old man. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I could get with Tyler. They, they they all And they all thought they had a shot with Tyler, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so one day I went to lunch at Hamburger Mary with my friend Jonathan, who was Tyler's age. And they knew each other casually. And Tyler was for real flirting with Jonathan and was like, Give me give me your number. Give me your phone number. And so Jonathan gave it to him and he was just blowing Jonathan up. And I wanted to tell these guys, like, that's what a real flirting looks like, you know? Yeah. Not because he, like, touches your arm when you order the um the the bacon cheeseburger with fries and a milkshake special that you're going to tip him 40% on.
0: I think we maybe have talked about this in the past, but, like, there's such a fine line between really good customer service and flirting. Like, if I smile at you and look you in the eye and use your name and remember you next time you come in, like, that sounds like good customer service, but it also sm- sounds like flirting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. How do you get this job, though? I want to walk around a bar, get free drinks and commission. Like, what the fuck?
1: Um, I do that. Pride 48. I do that for free. I know. <laughs> like, when you go to Pride, when Mike, but people don't know. If you don't go to Pride 48 in Vegas, when Mike walks in, you would think Ryan Gosling showed up at a scrapbooking no. convention.
0: That's bullshit. Everybody oh. was excited to see everybody.
1: All the men at Pride 48 were so excited. Yo. Mike, no, did, did we not get a text from a podcaster, a prominent Pride 48 podcaster, who, who agreed with me on this? No. We didn't?
0: Uh-uh. <sighs> when? I don't know what you're talking about.
1: They were asking, this person was asking the two of us if um, a certain rumor was true about you and your love life.
0: Oh, recently. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Well, that was a joke, though. Um, But seriously, do you think that this is a crime to walk, to hire people to flirt with you only for the intention of getting you to buy extra drinks for these these folks?
1: Well, no, because should it be against the law for them to have strip bars? My brother used to Yeah, be a... that's more explicit, though. Like yeah, used to be... These, if these
0: women had, like, if they were wearing a name tag or a uniform saying, like, I just work here, I'm not, no intention of going home with you. I think that the strippers, like, if you get fooled into thinking a stripper likes you and will come home with you, then that's on you. You know she works there, you know what she does. But these people are kind of hiding the fact that they are employed by the bar. What about Hooters? Who, that's the same thing as a stripper. Like You know they're employed by the bar. So if you are if you get swindled by that, at least they're explicit about it. I work here, right? I'm getting paid to be nice to you. But these women are like getting paid to be nice to you. Maybe they actually would never talk
1: to you in a million years. Here's my problem, though, with the idea that what this restaurant is – Okay, look. What I do – I think what they're, this restaurant is doing is – Shady? Shady, yes. But here's the thing, though. It's – if you say that what they're doing, though, is outright wrong, what you're saying then is that there is that uh, a reasonable expectation that if you buy a woman a drink that she owes you something, whether it be conversation or whether it be a trip home and having sex. And uh, to go back to my story, when I was in the lift car with uh, that young lady – She's very attractive. she's a model, and I, we were talking because there was an article this week that I read about how um a lot of people talk about x y you know the surge pricing or what the biggest problem with Uber is, and the biggest problem is actually is sexual harassment uh, of both passengers and drivers. And this woman said she's had she used to drive for Uber now she drives for Lyft because Lyft she doesn't have those problems, but with Uber, she had a big problem with sexual harassment where people where men were very aggressive. And basically demanding she go upstairs and have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And so there. I think if you say – I think what this – I think this restaurant is taking advantage of people but and that's on the restaurant. But I I don't necessarily think – if you're a man though on the other side, you what, why do you think if you buy a woman a drink, especially an expensive one, that she owes you anything other than a thank you? It was your choice to buy the drink.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I, I think that if the woman is like sitting down and chatting, it's not that I – Expect something from her, but like, what I expect is that, um, or what I assume is that she's interested in sitting here and talking with me. I don't know. I I agree that it's shady, but I don't if know you that were it at should the be White Ill- Horse, illegal.
1: If you were at the White Horse, and there was um, a fresh off the boat Cambodian refugee there Ugh. who couldn't speak English, stop being racist.
0: Stop being racist. And he racist. said
1: to you, "So this My, is actually buy me a drink." Would you buy him a drink?
0: This is actually uh, illegal. They were shut down for forty-five days. Um, their license is suspended for forty-five days uh, because I guess there's a statute in state law that says something. Basically, if somebody asks you to buy them a drink, you're not allowed to do it. A bartender's not supposed to allow you to.
1: In California, to do that, which, or just in their yeah. city?
0: No, right? in California. Which it's a weird statute that probably is only. Um, only enforced in situations like this. Cause like how many times, like that is such a common thing. Like you get this one, I'll get the next one or something. I don't know. So that's why they were shut down for 45 days. What else? You got any more news stories?
1: Yes, I do. Hold on. <laughs> so there was an incident um, where uh, there was a stabbing. Uh, there was a chaotic confrontation where a suspect had a knife. In in Hollywood, I believe it was, and the sheriff's department responded. Okay, and oh, no, they got a, I
0: know this story.
1: They got a man with a knife call. Oh, so it was in West Hollywood. Okay, yeah, and the, the cops show up, and a, a man walks out with one of the women being held hostage, or one of the people held, being held hostage. And the cops thought that the man walking out with, I think it was a woman, um. He, they thought he was a suspect, and they shot him. Which, we'll come back to this part in a second. And then it turns out, he was one of the victims mm-hmm. who got out, and he he actually went over there to help. He heard the commotion. He went over there to help and stopped the drama, and he, he managed to get one of the victims out, and the cops shot him thinking he was the culprit. He was uh, a a production assistant on the show uh, Tosh.0, oh. mm-hmm. and, um uh he died my question though is why did like i i don't know anything about police procedure specifically but i i'm pretty sure that police procedure isn't just to shoot somebody (laughs) on site
0: even if uh, even if this was the actual man right if the guy they shot was the stabber yeah if I mean, you don't do that. Like you, he has to ha- be in direct harm to you or somebody else, right? Yeah. So, like, you try to subdue him, right? Yeah, so you Use he, handcuffs instead of your gun.
1: Well, what it, yeah, they shoot this guy. They run into the apartment and they find um, a victim about to go unconscious. A large knife next to him, and the suspect, the real guy, choking the victim and tearing at his face. Uh, the deputies were able to. Use his <laughs> they ability. didn't shoot. They didn't shoot yeah, him though. They didn't shoot that guy. <laughs> The deputies were able that's to use ridiculous. physical force to subdue the suspect and end the assault. The suspect was taken to cons- into custody without further incident. That, that, that is um that was that's ridiculous. They, you know they also like I don't, the other guy too.
0: I it just f- makes me so furious though. Like you don't know anything about the scene. You don't really understand what's happening, and your first instinct is just just start shooting at anything that's moving.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know what their just problem is. Makes me is. so mad. Remember that happened with the Dorner case where they shot up that truck with Mexican women delivering newspapers? Uh, yeah. Wink- his name was Winkler. His name was John Winkler. And he had just moved to Wash to L.A. from Washington State six months ago to work in Hollywood. Yeah. So that's advice, everybody. Do not move to Hollywood and work in that kind of business. It's dangerous. And
0: if you do, if you do, and the police are around you, play dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. you got to be more afraid of the police than anything.
0: Yeah. Um, I, the only reason I read the story is because it said the Tosh.0 production assistant in the headline. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Is that
1: sad? Um, I'm just wondering if they're going to put hilarious video with music on it. They don't do music. They don't overlay music. Oh, they don't. Oh, okay. Mm -mm. Yeah. Maybe they'll have hilarious video of the guy falling and going, oh, they'll play it over and over again in a loop and Tosh will make some, um... Uh, hilarious mean comment that they do thank you
0: um what do you got what do you got going on next week
1: next week uh it's easter we're doing a little easter oh. thing at my parents house and um I feel there's something else going on but i don't remember what Wait, about you what's
0: next weekend next weekend i'm trying to think if i i have a birthday party at my house it's going to be a big one for one for of my who? roommates for one of my roommates the ha- one of the house owners
1: will the mother of um, the guy be there yeah
0: yeah <laughs> she will but um i think something like probably 30 or 40 people are coming over so it'll be a big uh, get together we also have um um oh i got a gig doing some product reviews of diabetes supplies on video so I need to film them. The details are kind of like not released yet, but um, it should be interesting, <laughs> and um, and I'm getting paid for that, so that should be good.
1: Uh, what was so funny can, about that?
0: It's just kind of weird. Like I'm reviewing random products on video. Um, there, I'll I'll give you guys more details when I can. Um, there's marathon training that's coming up. Uh, that's continuing. And then I'm also picking out an insulin pump by Friday. I still have like a million hoops to jump through, but I am in the process of like getting trained on a specific insulin pump. I just need to pick out which one I want by Friday. So,
1: Well, you have a busy week. Yeah, look at you. You always say that. I I say look at you?
0: Oh, look at you.
1: Look at you with your week and doing things.
0: (laughs) Um, Cool. So I guess that's it. All right, Mike. It was a show. Yeah, nice catching up with you. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Joe. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um. Yeah, I mean. It- um, uh, um. 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 Like, um. Um. <Laughs> um. <gasps>